Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChampaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome back to another round of the fifth down. My name is Mitch Hill. With me, as always, is my friend and co-host, Bennett. Bennett, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. One, uh, I guess this past week was week zero of college football, but one week closer to uh, all the madness. I'm glad we got week zero out of the way. I mean, we got to see Florida and Miami play what is apparently a football game, and then you have... Hawaii and Arizona score, I think, 90 points combined pretty much. So not great football last weekend, but it was football nonetheless. And we are here at a game week for Mizzou, and I could not be more excited. As can I. I, uh, I've mentioned I'm going to be out there in Laramie. So for all the award-winning listeners out there, uh, feel free to hit me up uh, either on Twitter or uh, at the – Mizzou tailgate, official tailgate. I think it's going to be in the parking lot of uh, War Memorial Stadium there, the the vaunted home of the Cowboys. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to this weekend and, and just getting everything in general rolling. I'm excited. There's a lot of intrigue around this team, as we know, and as we've been talking about for so long. But they start off with a pretty easy opponent, honestly. I mean, Wyoming is – someone that no matter who is playing for Wyoming, really, I think Mizzou should handle them pretty easily. That doesn't mean we won't break it down a little bit and talk about what we're looking for, but 
Josh Allen's not walking through that door, and even if he was, I still think Mizzou could probably handle this team pretty easily. What do you think? You know, the we would like to hope so, right? Wyoming, they're a team that's probably middle tier to even you know bottom half of the Mountain West is what they're projecting this year. They've got a new quarterback, Sean Chambers, going. Sounds like they've got some guys who have left off the offense, and there's some injuries on the defense too. And just us being a Power 5 school, uh, all the buzz around Kelly Bryant, starters back both sides of the ball, you know, one would think that we would be able to handle them, but at the end of the day, it is Mizzou, and we're, we're prone to laying eggs in these types of games, so we, we shall see. I think the if you're into kind of the point spread and everything like that, I believe it's 18. We're recording this on Monday night. I believe it was 18 I saw, and so I think Mizzou could probably cover that, but I don't think Mizzou's going to be scoring in bunches like they did last year. I mean, you were mentioning some injuries. I know that Wyoming has – a few of their starting D-line uh, players out, which certainly favors a Mizzou team that looks like they're going to run the ball a lot more with Larry Roundtree, Kelly Bryant. They just look like they're going to kind of ground and pound you a little bit. I don't think we're going to see like the 50-yard uh, vertical pass this year as much as we did last year because Kelly and Drew are completely different quarterbacks. So I don't think Mizzou's going to be scoring in bunches, but I do think that they are – you know, going to beat Wyoming pretty handily, whether that be on the defense and the offense just kind of runs runs down their throat a bunch, or what do you kind of think? I think so. I think it definitely starts on the ground, getting Larry Roundtree, Roundtree and Beatty and Bakari going there, um, especially being at altitude too, just as getting, right. getting immersed into the offense, getting going that way. Um, Kelly Bryant getting some, some good underneath throws going. Um, just getting moving the chains early on, I think, is going to be key. Starting out strong, um, and and they're a team that they're more of a, a run first team. So if we can get up on them early, I, I, they're they're a team that I, I think it's going to be difficult for them to score in a hurry. And so if we can get up on them early, I, I think um, obviously that'll bode well because they're not built for the comeback. Right, and like we were like we were saying a little bit earlier. I don't think that it matters who's playing for Wyoming. There's just this is more of something that as a fan or someone watching the team and trying to find news and notes about the team and everything, you're more so looking for certain aspects of the game. And um, so Bennett, what is what are like three things you're looking for from from Mizzou in this game? Yeah, I would say first of all the running game. We we just highlighted why we think the that's that's key. Um, so really seeing how the offensive line is, is going to gel. We've talked about it before. We've got some studs on the line, guys that are potentially NFL guys, um, Tristan Castillo, um, Sims Wallace, um, and a couple other guys that, that, you know, have rated out pretty highly. So mm-hmm. we should be able to get that going, um, too. Really, it should be the number one thing, but I, number two, Kelly Bryant, um, you know, I, I don't think any stage is going to be too bright for him. So expecting him to come in uh, was just that it factor. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, it is out in Wyoming and they're a smaller school. But I'm expecting there to be a big crowd. I mean, they're in the Mountain West. We're an SEC school. This is kind of their championship type game for them. Um, and so, I mean, they've been preparing all off season for us. Um, and so I, I'm expecting them to play, you know, their best game and we're going to get their best game. And, 
you know, just seeing Kelly Bryant taking hold of the offense um, is something I'm definitely looking for. Um, and then I would also say, finally, um, hopefully our special teams um, can be cleaner this year. Um, I think just in years past, whether it be missed PATs, um, field goals, not cover- Bad coverage coverage on kickoff and kick returns that have been pivotal moments in certain games. Um, I think that's going to be a theme and a storyline to watch not only this game, but, but all season long, because in a league like the SEC, that's, that's the absolute X factor. And if, if you're not good at special teams, you're going to be exposed and you're going to lose ball games. And there's a couple of games in my mind that, that stand out or we lost due to special teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it is something that was talked about a lot last year and then going into this year with Andy Hill running special teams and everything. And he is back running the special teams this year. It's just I wonder if there's more kind of people and more coaches involved with special teams and everything like that because last year that was something that Mizzou kind of, like you said, did not do well on. Um, outside of that, which is a really good thing to look at, and especially in a game like this, which is – it's a game nonetheless, but you can kind of use it as a tune-up game, which is nice. But I really, like you said, I really want to see what Kelly Bryant does in this offense and what this offense kind of looks like with Kelly because it it's just a different quarterback than Drew Locke. The last, since Drew Locke took over for the, so the last four years, it's been high-flying, run-and-gun, deep balls, everything like that, a little more like a little more flashy offense. And I'm interested to see what an offense with Kelly Bryant looks like I'm also interested to see what the D-line looks like for Mizzou. I believe Jeff Coates not going to be playing this game. He had an injury in training camp, so I think he's out for this game, But um, which is smart. You know, you want him healthy for the bigger games and everything like that. But I want to see what the D-line looks like, if there's anyone that's going to step up out outside, especially on the edge. Jordan Elliott, I want to see if he's going to be the monster that everyone's been kind of talking him up to be because – he could be really, really good and very special on that D-line. And then I kind of want to see what this new secondary looks like. So we have a new DB coach, safety coach, and everything. Walters doesn't have to kind of oversee all aspects of the secondary and everything. So I wonder if the DBs become a little more ball hawking or what that kind of looks like with Walters just having more of a D coordinator role rather than have to look at a specific position group every single practice and everything like that. And maybe he has a little – more control of the defense and kind of has them clicking as to how he envisioned his defense running under Coach Odom. And and really, I mean, I just want to see if these younger players like Knox, Scott, if they take another step. And this is a good game to kind of show it because you're not facing D1 talent or not – you're facing D1 talent, but you're not facing NFL talent more than likely on the outside. So I want to see what our receivers look like in this, this year without – Emmanuel Hall or anything like that. So really, I just want to see Mizzou put together a very complete game and not leave us on Monday whenever we are analyzing this game, sit there, scratch our heads, and be like, can we beat West Virginia? Can we win nine games this year? You know what I mean? Exactly. And and you kind of talked about it there at the end. that With the new redshirt rule, um, just reading this week, Odom is going to play in to play a lot of freshmen. Um, because with that rule, if you're not familiar, you can actually play four games, um, and then you can actually redshirt. Um, so it's a great way to get young guys experience. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that would be, you know, that would be a dream scenario where we get up on them early and you're able to get some of these young guys, um, you know, 
some of the the young guys at wide receiver, get them some reps, maybe get the, the backup quarterbacks, maybe get Basilak some experience. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be, that would be the ideal scenario. So and really looking for a complete game all around. Right. And being healthy after this game is also huge. You want to get out of there on not hurt, no big players hurt or no major injuries or anything like that as with every game, but especially at the beginning of the season, because otherwise that could kind of be a little bit of a, a kick in the stomach or a punch in the stomach for lack of a better term, really. For sure. For sure. And and you, you mentioned it as well, looking at the, the D secondary, just, just looking at Wyoming, their returning leading C receiver, his name is Austin Conway. And he had 250 yards last year. So we would think that with, with the veteran guys we have back there, um, that we that should be a strong suit for us in this game. Mm-hmm. Just looking back the last couple of years, I, early on in some of these, in the, the past few, we've been absolutely torched. Like I remember, was it the Missouri State game a couple of years ago? It was like we, we yes. couldn't guard anybody in that game. And it's like, this is like a D3 school that we're playing right now. Um, and then I think back to, I mean, Purdue was a good team last year, but still just let, letting up big passes, big gains left and right early in the season. It's been, to the backup, the backup, too. It's been a trend the past couple seasons. So hopefully we can come out strong out of the gates and really just lock down the passing game, um, which I, I would expect us to, just given they're a run-based team and, and it looks like they're lacking talent at the wide receiver position. Well, and starting fast is something that I kind of want to talk about for a little bit here, especially you want to start fast in this game. But if there's been a knock on Odom, one of the main things is the way this team has started the season. I mean, there have been slow starts, let's be honest. And then all of a sudden the team finishes very strong at the end of the year. But a lot of people have already checked out by that time for right or wrong. But starting fast is a really good way to keep energy around the program, keep people kind of wanting to see more in everything versus when you start out say two and two or one and three or something like that a lot of people kind of tune out so how important do you think it is in this year for Odom with all the kind of excitement around this program how important do you think it is that they start fast and not this sluggish start that we've seen in years past I think it's critical obviously um I think you know you you hit it hit the nail on the head I think one of the biggest knocks on Odom has been um, one in-game adjustments, but two just the, the the starts to the season the last few years. Um, you know, if we play consistently throughout the entire year, like we do, you know, when October, November turn around, you know, things could be completely different. Um, and so, you know, I, I would like to think with with Kelly Bryan at quarterback, just bringing in a whole new mindset there and really getting everyone to buy in and, and focus up and really not overlook anybody. I would think, and, and also Odom with, with several years of head coaching under his belt, you would think that that would change. So it's definitely critical. Especially with, you know, kind of a new looking stadium and everything like that. You'd like people to be, you would like West Virginia and games following West Virginia to be absolutely sold out, not an empty seat in the house, everything like that. For optics especially, but also you just want the excitement around the program because there are a lot of good players this year and you would like that to carry over and you see the fan support and everything like that. Now, seamless transition into the the one thing that's hanging over this team for I 
we're gonna, I'm going to assume a few more weeks, at least, at least into the third game of the season. Maybe it'd be before West Virginia. That'd be really nice. But these these NCAA sanctions are hanging over this program, and we don't know if we're playing in the postseason yet. Missouri has to be eligible for the postseason, but assuming they are, we don't know if they're going to be available for it or able to play in it. Um, Mississippi State kind of had a really interesting case with the NCAA um, that was decided over the weekend. Do you, um, what did you find interesting about the Mississippi State case? Head, head scratcher, um, just again, and just in terms of consistency, um, I am not too caught up on, you know, the exact definitions and all, and what they, you know, their, their infractions, mm-hmm. but seemingly, you know, like to the fine print, but seemingly it looked very similar to what we did. Um, and just, just reading things. Um, I think this is where the NCAA, if, if they're going to rule, if they're still going to reject our, our appeal, I think this is where they'll get us, which, you know, I think is completely lame, but by, by the definition is, is where they'll hmm. get us is they said that Mississippi state both self-reported and self-detected the violations where with us, we showed exemplary self-reporting but we failed to have satisfactory self-detecting so i don't know in in the whole deal where where they were allowed to have a negotiated resolution which sounds like the the most the scummiest thing like used car <laughs> salesman type slang right there like this classic NCAA, NCAA. And then of course conveniently they took out school's abilities to do that right before they they came down and charged us which oh by the way those charges came down like two years after the fact so they took the sweet time right. to come out with that stuff and then oh by the way they say oh yeah this whole negotiated resolution thing is now out the window um so just just makes you even that more frustrating and just what what type of a mickey mouse organization they got running over there um so going to be just going to be very interesting. And, and yeah, I don't know, I, I'm preparing myself for the worst. I, I think a lot of people were, were going to say, Hey, right. Mississippi state, they got let off and they had similar penalties. I, I looked at that and I, I kind of looked into it more and honestly, it, it makes me feel not so good um, that they're going to, that they're going to appeal in our favor or they're going to approve our appeal. Right. I mean, obviously we hope that they do, but this isn't the NCAA. And so now that there's a case that a lot of people are drawing parallels to where what, where something happened this way, it feels almost as if it would be so NCAA if it happened the exact opposite way with a very similar case. Yeah, exactly. It's like basically whatever logic, you know, what what's the most rational thing to happen? Just just think of the most opposite thing and that's that's what they'll do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, like we said, this is the NCAA we're talking about. I mean, we're still holding out hope, but it is kind of that self-detect line and everything like that. That's the one thing that kind of you sent it to me over the weekend and everything like that. It's the one thing that kind of gets gets me hung up on this whole Mizzou versus Mississippi State case thing. It's the self-detect thing. Maybe someone decides that that's the deciding factor and then Mizzou is you know kind of on the outside looking in obviously we hope not but it is a possibility and so like you said kind of prepare for the worst hope for the best but 
Yeah, hope for the best. Exactly. So yeah, that's a little bit about that case. Hey, um, if that happens, like, if that happens, let's just go twelve, thirteen, and zero. Uh, win the SEC, win our first conference championship in like fifty years, and then pull a UCF and say we're national champions. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, no, the thing is, we wouldn't be able to even play in the SEC championship game, I'm pretty sure. Wow. So, basically, we really could do UCF, though, and then, like, say you go 12-0 and or something like that without the conference championship, just say, oh, yeah, we would have won it all. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So hang the banner. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there's, there's a lot of things that can happen between now and then, obviously. Um, so let's just hope that there's a successful season that's rewarded with the proper bowl game at the end. And hopefully a conference title game. That'd be a lot of fun. Play event against Alabama, assumingly again, and Tua. So that'd be fun. Um, so back to the Mizzou Wyoming game. Do you kind of have a score prediction for this one? Yeah. So I think, I think that Vegas odds is, I mean, they're, if you follow that stuff, they are typically dead on. And I, I honestly, I, I have no idea how to bet that game, really. I think 17, 18 points is probably right on. Um, and I, it, it's just it, a it lot is, of it is. And um, I would just say, you know, first game of the year, it's, it's kind of their Super Bowl. I do expect them to, to kind of hang around and be in it a little bit in the beginning, put up some points. Um, but I, I, I think that we'll pull it out in the end and, um, I'm going to pick Mizzou to, to win 38 to 17. I like that. I, yeah. I think Mizzou, you know, five or so touchdowns or something like that would be good. I think that, I mean, last year when, um, Wyoming played Washington state, they kind of kept it close at half and everything. And then Washington state came out and won pretty easily in the second half. So I think that that's a possibility. And then, you know, it could be the skies falling for, you know, the 15 minutes at halftime and everything like that. But we were only winning like if, I said, if you remember I, last year with our other quarterback who didn't play that well, they were, we, Mizzou was only winning 13 to nothing going into half, but then we ended up pulling it out. I believe 41 yeah. to 10. Um, but there, I think it, I think yeah, it was so. Nate Edwards who put out the preview um, for rocket. He called them pesky. And I think that's, that's probably a great, Great uh, adjective for the Wyoming Cowboys. That is a good one for sure. Um, yeah, I think that Mizzou, you know, I'm going to go like something similar to you. I mean, I think like 38-14 or something like that. I just don't know that – I don't know what West Virginia's kicking games like. That's why I say 14 instead of 17. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, so I kind of think Mizzou handles them pretty easily in this game. And um, so I guess let's uh, whip around some of the intriguing games that are going to kick off this season. Week one, because week zero wasn't really the official kickoff, even though everyone's a junkie and everyone was excited about it. Um, The first game that's kind of, it looks like a blowout, but however it is on Thursday, Georgia Tech at number one Clemson. Clemson obviously returns God's gift to quarterback and Trevor Lawrence. And, um, 
looking like they're going to be pretty nasty again this year. Georgia Tech did, though, get rid of that Amish triple option offense. So there is that. So what do you do? You think Clemson handles them pretty easily, though? Given what you just said, I think they do because they they actually Georgia Tech they could they could give some teams fits with that with that triple option just because, like you said, it's so antiquated. It's it's Amish <laughs> the Amish style <laughs> offense. I mean that was yeah. that was a great description. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they could they could just throw some teams off by just just throwing that at them because it's so you're not used to it, and especially like mid season on a week's preparation, um, you know that could be tough. But given they've they've scrapped that and Clemson's ha- Clemson's had this entire off season, um, yeah, I mean they got Trevor Lawrence, Cyborg. I, I think he's so good. I, I think they they handle him pretty easy. Yeah. So that would be Thursday, so that can kind of wet your whistle going into the Labor Day weekend and everything like that. Games Friday, not going to lie, they're not great, so we're just going to skip over those Friday games, really. Um, kicking this off, on Saturday we have um, – you have Ole Miss at Memphis. So that's a team that, you know, Mizzou's playing that they're not used to playing in Ole Miss. Going to Memphis, who's a pretty good team. I mean, Mizzou's played them, and we know that they're pretty decent and everything like that. So – and Ole Miss is not great. So I kind of want to take Memphis in this game. Yeah. Uh, well, they, they pulled off this upset, I believe, was it two seasons ago? Was it yep. Fuentes? Mm-hmm. Was it his last year there? Yes, it was I, his I, last year. It was kind of his coming out party a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of his signature win that propelled him into um, coaching relevancy. Um, and what you don't realize, too, is – like these schools are really close to each other. I think Ole Miss is only like an hour and a half away. So I mean, it's crazy to think about. Yeah. Um, so I mean, they'll have a lot of fans there. I, I would, I would hope for the SEC and just you know power rankings for the brand that they would pull this off. But um, you know, it'll be a it'll be a trap game for sure. Memphis is a high scoring team, and so is Ole Miss. I mean, no matter which way you slice it, Memphis will score points. It's just going to be a matter of if they can score enough and everything like that, and what Ole Miss looks like this year versus last year. But that's definitely a game Mizzou fans are going to want to tune into because it is their first shot, first look at Ole Miss for that year. And then another game that's kind of interesting to me is the um, South Carolina versus North Carolina game. North Carolina's got a new coach in Mac Brown. South Carolina is always a team that kind of, you know, annoys Mizzou a lot, and Mizzou can't really ever be very consistent against them. But I wonder what that Mac Brown North Carolina Tar Heel team looks like after his, you know, hiatus from coaching for a little bit. Yeah, that is a, that is an interesting game for sure. And I think looking at South Carolina looking across the conference, there's a lot of people that are bullish on them. And I've seen a lot mm-hmm. of people predict them to beat us um, and win nine, 10 games and, and somewhat be a factor in the East. So definitely going to be interesting to see how they go. Um, I saw, was it Bentley that won the quarterback competition for them? Mm-hmm. Um, they had a pretty highly rated uh, guy, kind of dual threat guy that was going to be an intriguing um prospect for them that I think beat Bentley ended up beating them out and now I guess they're discussing moving him to wide receiver so um, as long as he doesn't go in the transfer pool yeah sure which okay. yeah you always have yeah. to deal with that these days but um, that's that's definitely that's probably one of the top games um, I think on the docket Saturday 
Yeah, and especially because, you know, a lot of people, I mean, Mac Brown coached at Texas for so long, and a lot of people, you know, haven't have their own issues with Texas, whether it's good or bad or anything like that. And so they want to see what Mac Brown looks like not at Texas because his coaching tenure is kind of not great towards the end of his time at Texas. But then again, Texas also hasn't really been great since he's been there, honestly. I mean, they had a they had a good year last year, but with Herman and everything like that, but they haven't been what Mac Brown had them do and they won a national title. So I mean I'll be interested to see what he looks like in North Carolina, which is not a traditional powerhouse like Definitely, Texas. yeah, a basketball school. Uh, right. Definitely going to be interesting to see how that plays out. And um, kind of like kind of like Herm Edwards a little bit at Arizona State, just two, two older coaches that mm-hmm. have had success, and you wonder, will they be out of touch with 17- to 21-year-old kids? And other schemes right. still going to be relevant and you know in these days of the the rpos and all these exotic offenses um you know just interesting to see how how he'll fit in and you know if, if he's still gonna still still got it basically mm-hmm. and then another game that's interesting i mean i think it's going to be completely one-sided but it is two sec teams going against each other georgia at vandy as many mizzou fans know uh vandy has just an amazing home atmosphere. <laughs> um, I mean, every time I go to Vandy, it's like there's more Mizzou fans than there are Vandy fans. And it's not like Vandy's been a bad team. They've been, yeah. you know, 500 or hovering around that. But Yeah, it's going to be Athens West this weekend. It's uh, Yeah, it's going to be a lot of, lot of Georgia fans there. I mean, I think Georgia handles them, but I also do want to see what Georgia looks like with another year under Kirby Smart because, good Lord, have they been good lately. They have um, – it's interesting though. Georgia, Georgia's going to Georgia. I, I've seen recently they've had a couple. They've kicked a couple guys off the team. Mm-hmm. They've had some suspensions. Um, you know, I don't really think that's going to factor much into Vanderbilt. But um, just that attrition, we'll see if it has any impact later on down the road with them. Um, yeah, I mean, it is, it is a conference game, so that's a hard start for Georgia for the year. I mean, I'm sure that it's not the most ideal start to start it out with a conference game, but it is. I mean, you are still playing an SEC team week one, so that's not always the greatest tune-up game, even if it is Vandy. But, yeah, I mean, Vandy's, Vandy's, Vandy's scrappy. Right, I mean, but, they won't lay down for sure. Right. But it's, an, it's essentially a home game for Georgia. I'm expecting it to be like mm-hmm. 90, 90-10% oh, Georgia-Vandy, so – and then kind of the game, this is the biggest marquee game, I guess, this week. I mean, not Duke-Alabama because Alabama is going to destroy Duke. But Oregon versus Auburn, number 11 versus number 16. It's the only really top 25 battle we have this this year. Oregon has a stud quarterback, as many have heard, Justin Herbert, um, who some people think he, if he – should he had entered the draft last year, he could have gone over Kyler Murray at number one and everything like that. Kind of the prototypical NFL QB and everything. And then Auburn, Gus Malzahn, like we talked about last episode, the ever-hot seat of Gus Malzahn that just is kind of hot and cold all the time. So that's kind of an intriguing matchup to tune into at night. It's at the same time as as Mizzou, so you can kind of flip back and forth. But still, um, it's always good to see kind of top 25 teams week one go at it because it's just something to look forward to. Definitely. And there's a ton of hype with this Justin Herbert kid, just like you said, but I feel like it's just one of those guys that because he plays on the West coast and all their games are at wacky times and just a little pack 12 after dark, they don't get the the publicity as a lot of other teams. And I've never really seen him play. So 
I'm, I'm excited. Obviously I'm going to be at our game, but, um, good, good showcase for him. And, um, yeah, Gus Malzahn's going to want to win that one to, to get off to a good start. Yeah. I mean the back 12 games, I would tell anyone who, you know, is up, you know, kind of watching pack 12 games are also the people like myself that are also watching Hawaii games for various yeah. reasons. <laughs> but, um, Normally it's the Pac-12 after dark little if you're into kind of the Vegas lines and everything like that for intrigue and all that fun stuff. So, I mean, that's how you see who Justin Herbert is a little bit. But he should be it, he should be a very good quarterback this year, and it'll be interesting to see what Auburn looks like um, with Gus Malzahn again because sometimes they're great and sometimes they're just not good at all, and then they want to fire Gus Malzahn every other year pretty much. Definitely. And the Pac-12, Pac-12 needs this win after – Arizona went down at Hawaii. I know that was at Hawaii, but mm-hmm. Pac-12 teams, that's not a good, not look. A good look. That's that's a game you got to win, and that was a pretty unreal finish, though, if you saw that. Uh, is it Khalil Tate, their quarterback? Almost mm-hmm. almost capped off like a 45-yard run basically at the buzzer and got tackled at the one. That was that was pretty pretty crazy ending. So excited for week one of college football. It's just we finally made it to college football. It's game week. I I mean, I could not be more excited about it. How about you? I mean, it's like Christmas morning, pretty much. College football's right oh, there. Oh yeah, it's it's right there. Um, it's Monday. I'm I'm hoping I'm wishing it's Saturday morning because um, I'm going to be making that drive up to Laramie, um, God's That's country, right. um, and <laughs> gosh, just, just can't get here soon enough. No kidding. So. Do you have any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, um, other than just, hey, like we said, looking for a complete game. It's it's a business mm-hmm. trip up there. Uh, don't overlook these guys. You know, at the end of the day, they are a D1 team. Um, you know, it is a home game for them. I expect a big crowd. It's at elevation. Um, you know, come out, have a clean game. Don't overlook them. Keep it simple. Get out get out of the gates quick, get the young guys experience, you know, get back to Columbia Mm -hmm. still, you know, still amp for the season. Um, You know, give the crowd something to be hopeful for that West Virginia game. Couldn't have said it better myself. So um, next week we will, since it is Labor Day weekend, Bennett, like he said, he will be in Wyoming. We will not be recording on Sunday. We'll be recording on Monday since both of us will be kind of in transit and everything like that. But normally how the season will go is, on Sunday, we will be recapping the games. It should be a lot of fun for us and everything like that. So we will look forward to seeing you guys on Sundays and um, Sunday nights, ready for your drive-in on Monday and everything like that. So until next time, thanks for tuning in.